Welcome to Beyond the Bell, lifestyle design for Canadian teachers, with your hosts, Anuja Pereira and Dan McMullen. Each episode, they will educate and empower you to leverage a fixed income and a growth mindset into the lifestyle you desire. Hi, all. Welcome back to Beyond the Bell, lifestyle design for Canadian teachers. Dan McMullen here. Really excited to have you back for episode two. Hi there. This is Anuja Pereira, and we are... We're fired up a little bit, aren't we? <laughs> we're on a roll. We're doing some recording uh, this evening and uh, we're just, we're really excited. Here we go. Yeah, this is a fantastic episode because today we are talking about why. And this is something I love talking about for myself. I love talking to clients about it. I love talking to friends about it. You know, I think it comes from this idea that we need to start at the end, right? Almost like the way we plan our curriculum, our lessons, this backward design idea, like where are we trying to get to? And I think if we don't do that, it's really easy. And I did it for a long time, sort of engaged in all these random activities and not sure where I'm going. And so today we want to talk about where we're going, right? Why? Why Why would we um, try to increase our wealth? Why would we make changes in the way we're living today? And I think it helps us answer the question, especially with finances, like, what is enough? How much do I need? Like, what does that even look like? And so that's what we're going to dig into today. And uh, we're going to start with a couple of questions, right? So there's three questions we are looking at today. Um, And the first one we want to be able to answer is, I think one that Dan loves, what do we want our lifestyle to look like? What is our intentional lifestyle design? So Dan, what are we thinking? Yeah, like, and and I think we can add some some time um, some time parameters to that, like our our mm. five year, our ten year, our twenty year. So we're really really intentional on planning that out. And um, it's certainly as I've gone into this in- investment journey over the last four years, there's many times where I'm thinking, you know, why am I doing all this? Um, mm-hmm. But what I really need is clarity. And when you start to map out your goals and find that clarity on what your goals are you certainly get a boost of energy and, you're, and you know that you're on the right track. So yeah. I've definitely done some work and I know you, Nuja, have done some work on planning out these goals. Yeah, and the, and the reason truthfully that this became important, I never thought this was important. And I think I may have told you the story before, but you know, it was about, I don't know, a couple of years ago and we had babysitters for the night. I thought we had big fun plans. We sat down, we ordered in dinner again. I was really excited to have some quiet time and David, my husband, throws two papers in front of us, right? And they were identical papers. And what they were was a breakdown of what our goals were for five years from now, 10 years from now, 20 years from now. And I was like, this is our date. Like it was, it was not a good moment. There was a mini, like, I can't believe this is happening. But what I found through that process is one, I got to have the end in mind, right? I got Mm -hmm. to figure out what I'm trying to get to. Um, And the other thing that was really helpful, truthfully, is see how aligned we were on those things. And luckily, (laughs) we were quite aligned. But, you know, I'm sometimes scared to set these goals for myself if I'm totally vulnerable and honest. And I heard a term once called BHAG. Do you know what that is, BHAG? No, you're going to have to. You're going to have to. Yeah. Yeah. So BHAG is the big hairy, audacious goal, yep. right? It is that over the top, how can you even think this for yourself? Like that's too big, too much. What, what is that goal? And so pushing myself 
for my BHAGs for today, for five years from now, for 10 years from now, for 20 years from now, like if I don't set that goal and I don't, I'm not a vision board type girl, but like, you know, really setting those intentions has been helpful in making the right steps and realizing that like, A, I'm capable more of more than I thought I was and B, like, what are we actually trying to do? Right. What are we actually trying to get to? I think it's really impressive that you guys went and did that a couple years back because I know, I know with teaching and how fast paced teaching is, um, you, you quite often when you start in September and you start rolling and, um, all of a sudden you wake up and it's Christmas time and you're like, wow, what just happened? And then you come back off Christmas break and you start rolling again. Mm -hmm. And it's until you pause and say, okay, like years just clip by in the teaching mm-hmm. industry. It's unbelievable. And 17 years. Can you believe you've it, been teaching 17, 17 years? years. It just, <laughs> and just one to the next, to the next, to the next. And it's until you say, whoa, wait a second. Like if I don't start planning out my life, 30 years is going to go by and I'm not mm-hmm. going to have been intentional or design something that maybe I would want to design because maybe the teaching profession will design my life for me. And so, yeah. um, so it, I'm, I'm really impressed that you guys did that activity. And I think um, it's something I've given a lot more thought to uh, just recently, for sure. Yeah. And I think, you know, again, looking at what that is and what those goals might be, it's going to be different. It's different from you for you than it is for me. Um, it's different from anyone out there listening of, of, you know, what do you want your life to look like? What do you want your lifestyle to be? Because we can just talk about money, but all money is, is the vehicle. It's the vehicle to buy me time. It's the vehicle to buy me opportunities. It's the vehicle to allow me to have freedom to have the lifestyle I want. And and so many people think it's they, they like just wanting to be rich. And I think if you talk to a lot of in, intentional investors, a lifestyle design investors, it's not. It's not about wealth because we know wealth is not going to bring happiness in the sense of like if you have a lot of money that you're automatically going to be happy no it's about it's about what you're doing with your time because you have more of it because you've bought your time back or you're you have the ability to do more things that you want to do yeah yeah and so when i was um both a full-time teacher and a full-time realtor doing full-time two full-time gigs there was one night like yeah it was a lot um which is why i had to sort of make a choice but you know my husband and I were both working. He owns his own business and I, we share an office and it was like 1 a.m. or midnight one night on like a Tuesday. And he looked at me after and, was, and we're like, what are we doing? Like, why are we doing this? Right? Like we always have to rethink this question because it's so easy just to like work hard and do more and do more and do more, but like to what end? Right. And I think the things we want to think about are all the pillars of our lives. Right. We talked about time how much time we get with family, what our relationships outside of our family look like with friends and neighbors. And, um, you know, what's our health look like, our contribution and connection to our communities, um, our time for spiritual growth, our hobbies, you know, there's so many different aspects that are going to be differently important to each person. So you guys broke down a five, 10 and 20 year goals. I'm really curious, maybe you can share with us, like, what were some of those? So uh, at the time, this was a couple years ago, um, one of my goals is one that I met, which was to be able to leave full-time teaching and pursue this other career um, on its own, right? So that was a really big goal. Um, what, I, what was actually on the goal first was to take a year off, which is what triggered me to, to, to make my decision. Um, but, you know, in terms of right now, one of the big goals we have, truthfully, is 
to be able to take one good family vacation a year and have one vacation just my husband and I each year, right? The time, the stability, like the flexibility in our jobs to be able to do that and the money to be able to fund that. And we have babysitters. <laughs> the grandparents live close. <laughs> but that's it. Like even to, even to have the money in order to do that, in order to, you know, go on flights and go to a, an all-inclusive or go somewhere warm, like mm-hmm. just in this day and age, you need to have those funds coming in. Yeah. What about you? You have thought since then about like, what, tell me a 10 year goal or what a five year goal. You tell me what you want to do. Yeah. I, I think I'll, sh- I'll share you my five ten and, um, my 20. So mm. definitely uh, in five years from now, I, uh, ideally I being a high school teacher, I would love to work one semester. So I would love to have the ability to teach say September through January. And then mm. from February through the summer, um, be able to do some of my own creative work, whether that's around real estate or networking with like-minded colleagues or podcasting or social media, or just, just being creative. Um, mm. And I would love that because I really do love my job. I'm a high school phys ed mm-hmm. teacher. I work with fantastic people. I play sports all day. So there's a lo- really a lot of good uh, with what I do. So I would love to mm-hmm. coach still um, one season. But I'm getting to the point where I have a lot of other interests and I would love to expand and experience after 17 years, I would love to expand and experience uh, those other interests. Mm-hmm. So uh, a five-year goal would definitely be, would be to, to step away for, for half the year. I want to be able to travel. I want to be able to every, have the, the funds available. So every Christmas, every March break, every Easter, I am, I am in the sun. I have my feet on the sand um, I'm in the ocean, something like that. So that is, that is definitely, um, definitely a must for me. And then, um, tenure, I think tenure, I would want to be not working for the school board anymore, but I would want to be teaching on my own terms. Cause I feel, I definitely feel one of my, my superpowers or my passion or love or my gift is teaching. So mm. want to still do that, whether that's in a mentorship form, whether that is, um, doing my own, providing my own courses, whatnot. So still being in that space. Um, and then again, traveling lots. Uh, still feet in the sun, feet yeah, in the sand still. <laughs> absolutely. But then, um, but then certainly extending those times. So being able to spend a week, two weeks um, and being a lot more flexible. That flexibility is really, really important. Yeah. And yep. And you go ahead. No, I was going to say, um, you know, our 10 year goal is similar, right? My daughters will be 18 and 15, 10 years from now. And thinking about, you know, one going off to university potentially or school or starting her whatever. Um, and the other one still just finishing high school. You know, it would be great um, for my husband to be retired and for us to be starting to take off those bucket list items. So not all, not all feet in the sand, but you know, Machu Picchu, here we come and, and climbing this place and doing that thing, you know, like those are the things that we want to be able to do, um, in 10 years. So similar yeah. in some and, ways. And you're, and you're making it, you're, you're going to make it happen because you're, you have the eye on the prize and you're going to be focused on it and, and it's going to, to come for, for to fruition for sure. Yeah. Um, 
And then 20 year girl, I think I'm really excited about uh, this vision as well is I, um, I have a young family, they are going to grow up, I'm going to grow old, and they're not going to want to spend older, as much- older, is oh, what you yeah, to older, <laughs> they're not, uh, they're going to get busy with their life. I, I totally get it. And I need to figure out a way in order to um, hang out with them. So mm. I, my vision is to be able to basically build these attractions. So have a, a nice home with a pool in the backyard where the grandkids can come over and swim, have a nice cottage compound up in the Halliburton's area where they come for weekends or, or vacations mm. and then have a Florida home where they can travel uh, on their on their vacations could come down and see uh, see see us down in the in the warmer weather so building those family compounds um, is really important but Anuja those are going to take a lot of money and those mm-hmm. are going to take uh, resources and it's something that I'm going to have to plan for in order to make yeah. it happen but if I'm starting yeah. now it's a long runway that I can, that I have in order to, to make that a reality. Yeah. Yeah. And these, that, like you just said, right. It takes a lot of money, right? The goal is not the money. The goal is for you to spend time with your extended family Absolutely. and bring community and togetherness, right. And to have, you know, that's a big, hairy, audacious goal. And I love it. I might steal yeah. it at some point. I love yeah. it. We're, <laughs> Florida's definitely on our goal too, but um, you know, finances are the vehicle. Finances are what allows us the opportunity to make those choices, right? And like you said, starting to plan those now, you know, you got 20 years, right? You got a lot of things you can do in those 20 years to get there. Um, so that's the big question for each each person is, what do you want your lifestyle to look like? And not just 20 years from now, what do you want it to look like next year, today, tomorrow, right? Like really starting to think about what even small changes we can make to live more intentionally um, I think is so, so valuable because it's really easy to think about, oh, 20 years from now, but there's also things that we can start changing today, right? To give, to give ourselves a little bit more space, even just to work towards it, right? Whether that's the knowledge or, you know, making some steps or connecting with people, all of that stuff starts contributing to us getting there. So we want to talk about two other questions today that are really important. And, you know, we talked about the ages of our kids, for example, where we might be, how old we're going to be, really old, we're going to be old. <laughs> but, you know, the second question we want to think about are what are my major expenses even now and in the future, right? Like starting to plan that stuff. Like I don't, I'm not a natural budgeter. Like I don't love budgeting. I don't love organizing. It's just not my nature. Um, but if I want to get to that big, hairy, audacious goal, I need to start planning, right? And that means putting pen to paper, well, and Anuja, there's a lot of there's a lot of things. Uh, you having a young family, there's a lot of things that are going to be in your way from those retirement homes mm-hmm. as well. And, and for me myself, like you think of mm-hmm. you think of our kids, and um, we're finishing up daycare. We're just finishing up daycare. Um, well, these kids are going to need activities, whether it's hockey or whether it's cheer or whether it's soccer. Summer camps are not getting any cheaper these days. We just signed our kids up for summer camp and like we're talking like four figure MasterCard bills here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Travel is expensive. And like just mm-hmm. so you just start going through these expenses of just a regular Canadian family who wants a very fair lifestyle is expensive. Yeah. And that's not considering any unforeseen things, right? You know, houses are getting older, right? Renos need, are needed. Sometimes, you know, wanting to be able to help out a parent or a family member, like all of those things start to come in. My, my daughter's probably going to need braces by the looks of her adult teeth coming in, right? Like there's, there's things that are going to happen over the next years. And that's not even considering 
you know, what if something happens to one of us? What if we need to spend money on procedures or, you know, you never know what's going to happen. And so, but there are things we do know, right? There is a date that my husband wants to retire from his job. There is a date that I want to potentially retire. I don't know when that is from real estate, right? But by putting these dates and when my kids might go to university, I need to start planning backwards for that stuff. Um, and knowing that like, just, you know, saving money under my mattress, like I'm not making, I'm not getting myself closer. I'm actually losing money, right? Like that, if I'm not doing anything with my money, it's losing value over time. If we think about what just happened over COVID and how much money was printed, right? So much money was lost by just like, you know, keeping it in a drawer somewhere, right? Yeah. And taking, and by us thinking this way, we're going to, and we having a list of things that we need to save for or that we need to put money away for, or that we need to invest, um, will make us take action. When you actually yeah. put pen to paper and say, okay, these are the expenses that I have in my life. How am I going to get to them? And that's going to help you take action and move forward. Yeah. The last question we really want to think about today is what is my definition of financial freedom? And that's a big question. And it definitely means different things to different people. But, you know, I've discovered when I do some self-analysis is that my own definition has changed over time, right? My definition at 21 was like, do I have enough money to go out party with my friends? You know, can I pay for food? You know, and in my 30s, it might have been, can I pay my rent or my mortgage? And can I, you know, buy the things that I want and, you know, put gas in the car, right? But as things change and as we get um, further along in life and our circumstances change, that definition of what financial freedom means starts to change as well. Absolutely. And, and that's only natural that that, that, uh, that growth happens or life happens as we did you know, different stages. And I imagine now, um, even those are some of my life goals, 5, 10, 20 years down the road, they're going to change as life changes. And that's okay. Yeah. There is this um, chart that I found really helpful. And it talks about the seven levels of financial freedom. And, you know, moving up this ladder of what financial freedom can mean, you know, for Warren Buffett, it means something very different than it does for me. And that's okay. Right. But what I can see when I look at this chart, and, and it's, we'll throw it in the show notes after, um, but really seeing how I can progress along this chart. And, you know, they're labeled and the first one is clarity. The second one is self-sufficiency. That was me with my money in my pocket at 21, right? The third one is breathing room. So like saving some money, not living paycheck to paycheck. And then the fourth one is one that I think is really worth talking about. And the fourth level of financial freedom in this chart anyway, is stability. And they define that as having no bad debt and six months worth of expenses for emergencies. And I think to me, when I got into teaching, that I thought was the goal. I thought that was the ultimate, right? No bad debt, enough expenses to last me six months. Like that must be freedom. And what I've come to find is that there's other things I want in my life. There's flexibility I want in my life. There's, you know, mechanisms that I've learned through experience create this passive income where I don't even have to do any work for it, really. There's front end work and then all of a sudden, checks come in, you know, and, and yes, there are headaches sometimes. I'm not trying to say they don't come without challenges, but if I take these small steps and make these good choices now, I don't only get more freedom and flexibility, but I can start using that income to like fund the life that I want in five years and 10 years and 20 years. Absolutely. And then, and then uh, number six is financial independence. And then mm. seven is abundant wealth. And, you know, 
I often, something I've been thinking about a lot lately is, is leaving a legacy or what is your legacy? Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's next level thinking, but when we're talking about financial independence and abundance wealth, you know, having a young family and having that wealth transfer or generational wealth is something, why not talk about that? Um, so thank you for bringing that chart. I really like that chart. I definitely agree. I'm, my goal would be number five flexibility for sure. Mm -hmm. I think, um, the stage in my life I'm at as, as well, flexibility is important. Yeah. And, and, you know, getting to abundant wealth, that sounds so greedy in my mind, right? Like my natural reaction is to feel like that's a wrong goal, but the reality is, is like, it's not abundant wealth. So I can, you know, take it with me to my grave, it's to create opportunities. And one of the things that's really important in our household is creating wealth so that we can give, give it away. Right. So that we, you know, one of our, to be totally frank, and I didn't talk about this, one of our big, hairy, audacious goals is to start a not-for-profit. Right. Mm -hmm. And something David and I have talked about since we got together. Right. And so it doesn't have to be greedy and, you know, that we're sitting just flying on private jets. That's not what it means. Right. It means to not have to worry. It means to be able to have the freedom of choice and, uh, you know, just moving along that, like, I hope we all get there, right. That, that, that becomes the goal. I think in listening to what you're saying earlier, as far as being in that comfort level and how you were programmed perhaps by your family and, and mm-hmm. how, what their outlook on money was. Um, and I, I, something similar with, with me as well, a lot of people who are in that sort of, let's say comfort level or not having desk debt, de- um, not having debt or risk might say, oh, you know, those people who have wealth are unhappy or they're, they're not mm. nice people or they're greedy. And um, so there perhaps is a stigma to having an abundance mm. of wealth. And I think that's a, a mindset or a change um, that we, we need to change. So yeah. it's okay to have an abundance because mm-hmm. quite often if you have an abundance, you can do amazing things. And they say, they often say like, you can do a lot of really, really good stuff if you have money because you can mm-hmm. help a lot of people. You can make a lot of change if you have the resources to make change. Yeah. And the time and the space and the energy, right? Like this, this all sounds very tiring, right? But the reality is, is these are small steps and, and neither of us are perfect at it. And we're not trying to pretend to be, but well, we do. I don't know. Just... <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Present company I yes. excluded maybe, but re- the reality is, is that, you know, there are small steps that we've taken over the time that we've been, um, working at this that have helped move us along the path towards financial freedom. And it's, it's a spectrum, right? We're not there. Um, but there, this is like motivating for me, right. To, to be able to talk about this and, and to learn from people. Right. And so, um, yeah, let's, uh, let's get to our homework. Cause I think we're at about that time. We want to talk about our homework for today. So at the end of each episode, you get homework, homework for teachers. All right. Homework time. Homework time. Once again. <laughs> um, grown in the back, right? Um, it's pretty simple, right? You want to be able to answer these three questions for yourself. And if you have a partner, you might want to, like I said, like my experience was answering them separately and then comparing to see how we align. But the three questions really are to get to what is your why? What do you want your lifestyle to look like? What does an intentional lifestyle design look like for you today? five years from now, 10 years from now, 20 years from now. And don't be afraid to put that BHAG on there, right? Put that big, hairy, audacious goal on there and uh, and work towards it. The second thing you want to do is really think about what are the big expenses 
now and in the future that you have that could be foreseen and maybe unforeseen, right? To really help you along the way to understanding how much you might need to get to that goal. And the last one, so important, what is your personal definition of financial freedom? Where are you and where do you want to go? That was awesome, Anuja. Really enjoyed that episode, just talking through that with you. I think, um, you know, the the whole idea of why and why we're doing this, it's, it's so important because it's going to allow us to have clarity when it comes to moving forward and taking action. And taking action, I really think, is one of the ma- major pillars of, of lifestyle design and, um, yeah. and, and moving forward. Yeah. So here we are. We are going to be... Um, Moving on to episode three next, so stick around um, for episode three where we'll have our first guest who has taken some of these steps and is achieving success in designing her lifestyle. So we'll see you next time on episode three. Thank you for joining us on Beyond the Bell. Please make sure to like, subscribe, and leave a review so we can improve the show and help more teachers benefit from an intentionally designed lifestyle. We really enjoy connecting with our listeners, so please reach out to us. We hope that we have inspired you to continue your journey on leveraging up your lifestyle.